It's the Knicks, Jets, etc. podcast with Alex Trateris, John Malika, and Ricey on the beat. Let's go. What's good, everyone? Alex Jeteris here with another Knicks episode of the Knicks, Jets, etc. podcast. And with me, as always, my buddy, my coach, pal, the man, the plan, the one and only, the one and only, John Malika. We back. We back to talk some New York Knicks. Recap the week that was. John was at the Indiana Pacers game last night, so he's going to give us the details of what he saw at the Garden in the Mecca. And, you know, we got to discuss some of these rotations and, and whatnot. Guys fully healthy. Preview of the week that's up and coming. But oh, man, how are you doing today? How are you feeling? I'm good, man. I'm good. We have uh, some cleanup uh, in, in Jets land. Oh, we'll get to that on the next uh, Jets episode. So uh, our favorite time of the Jets year was the offseason. It's officially here. Uh, Black Wednesday, they called it. But even though it happened on Thursday, just because of some conflicting reports, it's not fun, man. It's not fun when you fire coaches and stuff. And, you know, that bleeds right into the Knicks, right? Like, the Jets are in turmoil right now, even though it feels like everything's okay. But when you fire the coach, it's it's a whole full reset. And, dude, I don't I, – all that stuff has quieted down because ever since – well, ever since the new year, right? Ever since New, uh, new Year's Eve, uh, we went into Houston. Up until now, I mean, we only lost one game, but we've looked tremendous. I mean – through all the adversity, RJ's back, and he, he looks pretty good to me. Life is good. Life is good right now uh, for for the for the Knicks, and <laughs> shockingly optimistic for the Jets. But that's kind of a we'll see basis there. How you doing, man? Doing all right, man. You know, Knicks are winning for the most part. They look good for for most of these games. It comes down to late game execution. That's what we've been seeing these last couple of games, but we'll get we'll get into that. But overall, man, got to be happy. Knicks are in the sixth seed right now. They beat the Indiana Pacers. They right now can either tie with Indy or take the series on on the season. Right? If they the last two games are at the end of the season, uh, I think it's Indy. I forget the other team, and then Indy again. So we'll hopefully, you know, because it seems like this is the team that we're going to be competing with. Shocking that our long rivaled foes for. For what seems like ever since the Reggie Miller era, the Roy Hibbert era, <laughs> now we've got the Tyrese Halliburton era. It seems like they, it seems like they're always near us, man. I, I, it's really it's really nasty business, but that's another story. But hey, let's get into it, man. Let's get into talking about this New York Knicks. What do you think about the past week that we saw from this team? I mean, honestly, they shocked me. To be like, if if I have to be honest about it, like the win in Toronto was a really good win. They finally got over the Nick Nurse hump, thank God, because we, we see him a couple times here in this stretch that we were talking about. They finally got over that. We, we Honestly, we played a good game versus Milwaukee. Uh, Giannis has been bad, I guess, but maybe we've been good. I don't know. Brunson dropped 44. <laughs> I mean, that was kind of wild. Uh, I'm not sure if Rand, Randall, I think, is, has, has had over 16 rebounds a couple of times, but I think it's 17, 18 uh, mm-hmm. once or twice in here, but he he absolutely killed it. So I was proud of them for uh for the Milwaukee game. Other other than that, dude, there's absolutely nothing but good things to say. Just wins all across the board. And honestly, what we should games that we should win, right? Like we should win in Houston. We should beat Phoenix. Honestly, versus the G League squad. Uh we should beat San Antonio with Novacell. 
The Toronto game, huge. Milwaukee that took the L. And then this Indiana game, man. Holy crap. Just a roller coaster again with the, with the 25 point lead. And I'm sitting there. We're up 42 21. And honestly, man, I'm just like, when is this going to go away? And how is it going to go away? And mm. are we going to be able to hold it? You know, hold the the dam from overflowing. You know in, what I mean? your, in in your inner thoughts, did you ever think that it was going to come down to a Tyrese Halliburton West Indiana Pacers that made the comeback that they did and put the put the Knicks on their heels the way that they did? I mean, once Halliburton went down, I was like, okay, it's 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 over for for Indiana because, dude, his ability to get a fast break or get in transition off a made basket. Is incredible, dude. It, it's honestly elite. He he mm-hmm. is one of the best in the league at doing that. And it's, I honestly, I was sitting in my chair like, yo, if this was the D'Antoni coach team, Halliburton would be amazing. Like Halliburton would yo, be all star, straight up all star. And you know, like, there's been the rumors of like Obi to the Indiana Pacers because of that. Pre- Can you imagine a guy like Obi with Halliburton in transition? Like if That's that a actually happened. Fit. That's a perfect fit. Like Carlisle is running this, uh, you know, he's running it pretty well. And I, it's so funny. Did you hear his interview yesterday when they're asking the pregame? They're asking about Miles Turner, and he's like, "I'm not trading Miles Turner. He's like, he's actually injured right now. Like, I need Miles Turner. He works exactly perfect in my system. Like, I really like him. And he's right. Like, we we know what Carlisle is doing. We know what the paces are running with this fast pace system. But dude, this Duarte, like, I think he's gonna be on the market and. He played so well yesterday. I know he doesn't fit because he he needs that that slow pace half court offense. But dude, everybody that they and who's that? Oh, that's the New York Knicks. We love we love Duarte too. So that would be a nice fit for like a stupid second round pick that we don't care about, or or a couple second round picks that we don't care about, or even give them Cam Reddish if, if you know if that if that would really excite them. I think it might. I, w- I was talking about this on Knicks fan TV for the pregame, and it was uh you know. Had Mark Schindler, who covers the Indiana Pacers for Indy Cornrows and does a lot of league reporting for WNBA, NBA, college draft stuff, uh, draft stuff, NBA draft stuff, I should say. And I asked him about Duarte for Obi Toppin, and he's like, that's probably the framework of that deal between the Knicks because they need a four. We need a guy off the bench, specifically at the wing, you know, and he's six, six. He can shoot. He can create. He can do a little bit of playmaking. Yeah, I wouldn't want to do that. I wouldn't want that. That that to me is is a loss from our side. I mean, from my perspective, I agree. Yeah, from my perspective, I think Ob is is worth way more in the open market. I don't disagree with you. I think the thing is that if you put him on the open market, my question is, what's the value right now? Because we'll get into it, but like when you start seeing nine minutes when he's coming back, but yet RJ's playing forty one, then you're like. All right, let's let's stick let's stick in this game, right? So RJ's back versus the Pacers. I mean, the, the there was tension in the Garden for sure uh, going into this game. We all knew it was for the sixth seed. I had, dude, I love I love sec- I love my section, dude. There's this one guy in a Randall jersey every single game. Does not miss a game in his Randall jersey, like like row two or something in uh, in one eleven. He's killing it around me. The, some, the fans are always like, it's switching a lot. There's some that are like planted that are always there. But dude, mm-hmm. the kids behind me had Pacers jerseys on and they were, they were like, Oof. they were young. Like they were young kids. Like there's no way they saw Reggie Miller. 
<laughs> oh yeah, no, no. But like, there's no way they're old. Maybe, maybe 21, maybe scratching. But like, I, I doubt it, honestly. Like, oh, and oh, okay, yeah, yeah. And they were going hard the whole game, like, like annoying, the, annoying the Knicks fans around me, like the diehards. And like, my, I took my mom to the game, right? So my mom's like, this is like cursing, whatever. So she's like, what's happening right now? They shut up so fast because. No matter what the Pacers were trying to do to us in the first half, we were just, listen, their game plan was as soon as we scored, they're going to come back and they're going to shoot and it wasn't dropping. And then we'd come back and Brunson would bring it back and we score on them. So every two points would turn into four or six and it, it quickly ballooned to 25. Obviously, we're getting the boards. Obviously, Mitch Robinson was coming through. Mm-hmm. But to your point, man. RJ Barrett, like they were screaming, RJ shoot, RJ shoot, right? Because it's his first game back. Uh, RJ, maybe not the most efficient player. RJ did pretty well, though. I mean, what are your what are your thoughts on RJ not only coming back but playing forty one minutes? I mean, wh- what happened to situational tips? <laughs> like, there's no situation here. That makes no <laughs> sense, bro. He makes no sense. It's like Grimes. He has to slowly work his way back in like fifteen minutes. Like, remember that? It's like pay, like all this other stuff. Obi is like Obi. Obi's coming back from a leg injury. I get that. Legs for big men are like much different, and I get how serious they are. I guess because RJ came back from a lacerated finger, that's like you can argue that. Like we saw him even during pregames that he's running and doing all that stuff. So you're like, okay, he's in somewhat conditioned form to do that because he's been running around. Okay. 40 (laughs) minutes? You have not played in like two weeks. Two, three weeks. And now you're playing 40 minutes? I don't care how practicing you're doing. Has he been practicing? Not like that. <laughs> That's crazy. So the, the, that is insane. Like, like what? I cannot believe that he had he played forty, but he came out hot, man. He came out he came out smoking like three for four from downtown in the first quarter. Dude was on point. That's what I'm saying. So these kids were screaming in the beginning. Oh shoot! Oh, you know, overpaid Brunson. That that people let them have it for that. They were screaming about Randall. Turned out to be right. And then they were begging for RJ shots and they turned out to be wrong about that as well. But I was most, I was mostly impressed. I, I mean, Brunson is, it, it, uh, there's no even point in discussing that how amazing Brunson is. It's, I think the discussion is whether or not he's an all star. Mm-hmm. And the, the only discussion is because there's, there's so many superstars in front of him. You know what I mean? So it's, yeah, it, 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 it's just, it's hard for him to get in that conversation, but he's absolutely killing man. This, Beast. this, this 23 and 19 Knicks right now is, they're not even close without Brunson. They're not even close without Randall. We saw that we were able to put some games together without RJ. But let me ask you about the catalyst, man. What was going on in the fourth quarter with not playing Grimes? Like, I think he is the X factor on the Knicks. He is, if Grimes is bad, we are bad. All <laughs> right. Like, mm-hmm. We need, of course, Brunson is the oil to the machine, but if Grimes isn't, uh, playing sound basketball, it's over. Like Randall played bad yesterday. RJ played decent. Mitch did his thing. Mm-hmm. Jericho Sims is still in jail. Hartenstein stinks. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like it, it, nothing changed except for Grimes. Like Grimes is the X factor, dude. What's going on in the fourth quarter? Why, why is RJ playing 41 and Grimes, the guy we need can't play? But like, don't forget. Throw it in, have in the back of your mind. This is all because Tibbs, I, I, I wonder if he's trolling. I'm not even joking because he said, 
It's all because I wanted to play IQ some more. So it's like, what are you going to say? What are you going to say to me, dude? Like, I'm playing IQ. Now you're upset about me playing IQ? Like, I, I felt like he kind of threw in that a little tidbit at the end there. He does, man. He, he knows how to, he, he's pretty clever with that. Um, you know, he's, he's clever with how he says things like the back of quarterback thing with Obi last season. Yeah. And we see Obi go on this freaking spree towards <laughs> the end of the season. And then like, I mean, that's the most backup quarterback thing I've ever seen in my life. Yo, but, but at the same time, like you look at those games, you're like, you're playing the Miami Heat, like a fully like healthy squad. He's, he's balling out there. You know, he played against Scotty Barnes. He's playing against like teams that are still healthy that are like vying for playoff positioning in the last season. You're like, all right, man, this is some quarterback, like backup quarterback nonsense that you're spewing out here. So he, he knows, he knows how to attack the fan base. It's like, you know, you got to watch the film uh, a couple times and uh, all this t- other type of stuff. So. That's how he likes to roll. But with the IQ stuff, shout out to Fred Cast for tweeting this out last night. And because Zach uh, Braziller of uh, the New York Post tweeted out, unless Grimes is hurt, not going with your best perimeter defender and shooter really is odd. Knicks by two. Fred Cast <laughs> retweeted that and said, my guess, and surely this is a guess, is that they have McConnell hounding Brunson full court, which makes things difficult for him. And we saw that. We saw Brunson with some turnovers towards the end of the game. Quickly gives him, gives them a second initiator. He's been taking the ball up a bunch in crunch time. So maybe that was a thought process there because we have seen, like, we have seen Grimes just freeze up when he's bringing the ball up in crunch time. Like he's made some, some mistakes, right? Maybe that was a thought process. And then we saw with like two minutes left in the game, Grimes gets in there, knocks down a crucial three and we're like, there's the guy. There's the guy that we've been missing. And they went small ball. You know what I mean? They had Randall at the five, RJ at the four, Grimes at the three, IQ at the two, and Brunson at the one uh, to do that. So, so annoying. That's so annoying, though. Dude, we have the, one of the best centers in the league. And one of the best backup centers in the league that happens to be third string for some reason. But for, what, we, we shouldn't dumb ourselves down in without finding a better term to play the Pacers, dude. Because when Mitch is in there, they can't hit a layup and they can't get a rebound. You know what I mean? They're, they're excited that Randall's playing the five. You know what I'm saying? I would be so hyped if I'm the Pacers and I see Randall at the five in crunch time rather than Mitch Robinson, who's been killing me all game. Like the only time we stopped him is when he got the goaltend. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like that mm-hmm. was the, that was the time we got past him. Yeah, no, for sure. And I think the, the other, like, if you want to counter with that, it's like, all right, they don't have, if they had Miles Turner, we did that. I'd be like, that's, that's gambling, but he didn't have Miles Turner. We've seen Randall body Jalen Smith before. So maybe you're like, I'll take this gamble in this instance. Dude, Randall couldn't body a fly yesterday. No, he was out of it, man. But I, <laughs> yeah. You, you got to think like, you got to think like all these minutes. Like I, we're going to talk about these minutes, man, because it's getting old. It's getting out of hand at this point now that everyone's fully healthy. But you got to think like he's, he had to have been exhausted going against the, the Bucks, man. You're like, I get only get a day off. Now you're playing me like 40 minutes against the Pacers, bro. Like, What's going on here? Like this is this this game. played bad. You played bad. Thirty nine minutes to be exact. Shots. Thirty mo- Thirty nine. But he had some clutch shots that we literally needed. Like yeah. we 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 he brought us back in this game. So you you, you mentioned Fred Katz. Uh, I, I guess we'll have to mention him and Seth Partnow's article about. I guess the 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 definition of it, it's not woe is me. Because we're upset that the Knicks keep blowing leads. Mm-hmm. And I mean, to be frank, when I'm tuning into League Pass, it's usually at, at one point in the game, right? I'm, I'm not watching from the, from the beginning all the way to the end. So I don't see the, the, the crazy streaks. I just hear about it. But when you read it, like Knicks are one of seven teams to lose seven double digit leads. 14 teams have blown six double digit leads. 
21 teams have blown five double-digit leads, and every team has lost three double-digit leads besides the Grizzlies, which arguably one of the best defensive teams in the league. Yeah. So there's something to be said about the lack of defense in the whole league. However, I, I don't feel like we're bad at defense. I I think where we... Not at all. Where our, our struggles really come in, Alex, are we get spooked. We get spooked when a team... You think doubled, that's it? You think we get spooked? Yeah, man. When a team double teams us from full court, where especially all Randall, sudden, all, yeah, or Randall or doesn't matter who it is. Jalen Brunson. We just talked about how he's an all borderline all star. All of a sudden, McConnell is, is, is putting the clamps on him. You know, Randall's going down. Everyone's putting the clamps on him, including another guy we mentioned, Duarte. You know what I mean? It, Duarte looked yesterday like like Jordan's defense, dude. Anyone that would go near him, he was swiping. He was getting everything, and then he would only play like fifteen minutes, but he was killing it and. Man, when they double teamed us, we had no idea what to do. To be honest with you, I mean, this is a little elementary, maybe like a, a low blow here, but it felt like a CYO team, like or or an NCAA team. Where Your team all, is feeling a little hurt right now, man. I'm just saying because all of a sudden they 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 do the press on you, and you the lead goes from 25 to like loads double digits so fast, and it's because we're not reacting correctly, like. It's it's not like that we're missing too many shots. Yeah, we missed some corner shots, but we missed corner players. That was what I was annoyed about. Like we're mm. missing that extra pass, or all of a sudden Randall's like holding the ball an extra second too long. Uh, I I think we were spooked by the double team. I, I, I and that's where I could blame the coach. Like John, why don't blame the coach? You're winning. Everyone, you every, you think you know more than Tibbs? No, uh, uh, but he doesn't have an offensive strategy. Because I could, I'm watching it happen. You know what I mean? And Jeff Van Gundy was on, uh, Rosillo's podcast talking about, I hate when people say adjustments, adjustments. No one ever mentions the adjustment. You know what I'm saying? When people like complain that coaches either did or did <laughs> not adjust, he says it's just based on win or loss. I have something for you, Van Gundy. We did not adjust to the double team. They brought it out and we did not adjust to it. We just said, figure it out. <laughs> like hopefully we just hold the lead all the way to the end. It was crazy. You know, like, and like definitely saw that on the TV too. And I would say like that's more that's more like I feel like Brunson's pretty he's usually good at navigating double teams. He's usually good at like giving up the rock. Guys like Grimes, you see that like that's how he got caught. I forget which game it was, but he got caught on the sideline. And it's like, bro, like <laughs> just pass it up, man. You know, like Randall, I know double teams for Randall is just especially in the fourth quarter. Watch out. That man is like it it's and crazy. you could and you could he see baits you could them. See, you can he see baits the panic. them, dude. He baits them, and then he's like, "Oh, what do I do?" I'm like, "Dude, you were just waited an extra second so you can wait for him to come." Like, didn't you have a plan? <laughs> like, I understand. But the thing is that my thing too is that I agree with the double teaming, especially in this game. But the other thing is that I feel like the the rotation. This is where it's coming down to minutes, man. Like, you talk about Tiz not being an offensive genius and stuff like that. And this is where I look at, we rely heavily on our starters. I mean, we, we had to rely heavily on RJ Barrett having our three top guns out there tonight. And you're like, okay, why is it that we go to a nine man rotation? And why is it that outside of quickly who came off the bench, everyone has less than 10 minutes? And you just see that for a guy like Randall, who's had to shoulder a massive load because Brunson was out. For a little bit, you had RJ out. You're like, at some point, he's going to get exhausted, man. And this is probably the the tipping point where it's like, needs a little bit of a rest. You got Obi back, and but to go to like your offensive your offensive stuff, right? It's like 
you have Obi just stick it out in the three. You know, you got McBride who can shoot like a good mid-range, but you're not really figuring out a way to get him to his mid-range, right? Where's the screen to get him open so he can get to the elbow and just try to knock down a shot? Instead, it's like you see a lot of these guys like aimlessly moving left and right around the around the perimeter. And you're like, can we get something? And this is like we're even complaining like for Hartenstein, a good passing big. Can we get like a high pick and roll, get him to do a short roll, and then find somebody on the corner or find somebody cutting? Like this is the stuff where I'm like, can we please implement this? For the second unit, because if you get a little, just a little bit more, just a little bit more. I'm not saying that these guys got to be gangbusters. Just a little bit more. You can give Randall that rest so that way down the stretch of games, he doesn't look exhausted. And by the time the double team's coming, you're like, man, do I have the energy to do like a jump yeah. pass to knock this thing out? Like, because that's what it's looking like towards these end of games. Yeah. I mean, Obi was one of those guys too that was in the corner and didn't get the ball. And he was like, he was standing with his, with his arm out, like waiting for the ball. For like five minutes, uh, or what fell on five minutes, probably five seconds. So it happened, it happened twice. I'm sure that frustrates him when he only has like 15 minutes a game. You know what I mean? It's like, dude, I have 15 nine minutes. You got nine last night, bro. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You got situational. your back. <laughs> situational, bro. Remember that article by, it was, I think Cash was like, uh, uh, Nick's film school. He was like, it's a very weird situation because you know, you're gonna, Randall's gonna get the bulk of the minutes, but. When we lost Obi, it's like, he doesn't get a lot, but he's also not replaceable, right? And it's like, it's this weird thing now he's back and you're like, but why are we doing this? Why are we doing this to ourselves? Like, you can see guys were gassed. Like, thank God for Brunson, man. Like, I don't even know where we are in that Bucks game. I don't even know where we are in last night's game without Brunson. Thankful, like, he's, he's pulling through to do some of these things, man. Yeah. Captain Clutch, is, as a lot of people have been calling him. I, there's something that's had to change. I agree with like figuring out like a situation for like navigating double teams. I feel like there's just got to be more of a strategy to get guys involved offensively too, because a lot of what we're seeing is, you know, a lot of like pistol action guys just hooking around a screen coming from the wing. Like for RJ, a lot of pick and roll, whether it's high or, or like maybe you throw in a nice Spain pick and roll, you know, get quickly with a nice screen on, uh, on a big once in a while or, or just like a lot of isolation basketball. And then for this, it's like, it's doing a good job. Like, and this is not like, I know we're harping on Tiz, but I think you're in the same camp as me where it's like, if I had to give an approval percentage rating for myself, I'm giving it like 70%. You know what I mean? Like on the season or tips, just on tips. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. yeah, No, just as like what he's done for a coach, his three seasons here, I'd probably give it a 70% because you know, he's instilled a culture. These guys are playing tough for him. We have an identity, which is being a top defensive team now, right? And no offense. Like, that's identity. No, no offense. <laughs> that's the identity. Like, that's yeah. that literally is the, it, it, like, it, the offense is, like, so vanilla. It is, <laughs> It is like, when we had Tony Sperano for uh, uh, for for the Jets, or, right? We're going to keep or it very LaFleur. vanilla. Or Michael LaFleur, bro. Oh, well, Mike. <laughs> or, or Brian too Schottenheim. Is <laughs> that too soon for LaFleur? But it's like... You know, you, you start seeing all these things that good things that Tibbs done, even developing like a lot of these guys, like Grimes, IQ, Obi, McBride, you know, you can always give them a lot of like credits for this thing. But the things that, you know, we, we're going to harp on is like in game adjustments, offensive planning, minutes distribution. That's where, I, that's where I'm starting to dock him for that stuff. And that's why I give it 70%. It's not higher, but. This can't go on, man. It's like at some point, like we saw what happened to Randall two seasons ago. He's going to get exhausted. You know, he led the league in minutes. And and by the time we saw it during Atlanta, you were there for a lot of those games. 
You saw how tired he was. Yeah, I always end up at Atlanta games. You know what's funny? I thought about the Trey Young going down situation with him when, when he went down, as soon as Halliburton went down, because his momentum completely shifted. But the other way, it was the Hawks doing well and then ended up losing once he went out. Yeah. And here was a complete opposite. Or are you thinking DeJounte Murray? Because when DeJounte Murray went out, we won. Well, this year, this year, yeah. Murray yeah. went down and, and then it also did the same thing. I guess it's just me. <laughs> it might just be me at this point. Uh, now that I'm saying it out loud. But yo, speaking of, speaking of the Hawks, dude, the, you mentioned that the, the, the two, last two out of three to end the season at Pacers, and then we have New Orleans and then home versus Pacers is going to determine the sixth seed. Halliburton's out like two to three weeks at least with two injuries. Yeah. Do you even think that we're going to be talking about the Pacers? Fighting for the six, or you think it's going to be Knicks, Heat, and Hawks, like you were just talking about? Probably Knicks and Heat, to be honest with you. Interesting. That's the team that I'm worried about. Um, just because Jimmy Butler's been in and out of the lineup, now he's back. Jimmy's doing Jimmy things. <laughs> that's that's the team that I'm a little worried about because they seem to usually have our number as well. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> not shocking, we got two guy. We got two guys cut from the same cloth when you talk about. Uh, Pat Riley overseeing that team, you know. Don't even say that name of, around me, bro. Don't even say that name around. I, I'm just saying, man. <laughs> I'm just saying, like it's cut from the same, like the way that it's played. The it's it's how it looks, man. It's how it looks. We're that's usually the team that gives us a lot of fits. So if Hal burns out for a bit, they're gonna give us like they'll give us three, somewhat of a fit when he comes back. But it is three left against them. Heat. Yeah. Yeah, we haven't played them once yet. Yeah, we have them at home Thursday, February second. Then we're at Miami Friday, March third. Oh, that's a good okay. Game. And then we're at Miami Wednesday, March twenty second. What do you? What, are you afraid of the Heat? Or not afraid, but like, are you concerned like that they're going to be making that type of run to compete so with th- the Knicks? So I think that without being too optimistic, I believe that. There are only about four teams here going for the sixth seed. The Knicks are one of them. I'm, I guess I have to keep the Pacers in because, you know, some girl was getting loud yesterday and she was completely right. She's like, everyone is screaming at us saying, Pacers suck, Pacers suck. You guys just blew a 25 point lead. We didn't have Halberd. Like if we suck or Miles Turner, like if we suck, what about you guys? So <laughs> I kind of agree. The, the the script has been written about how to beat us. So I kind of agree. So I'm gonna I'm gonna leave the Pacers in there. The Hawks. I'm. I feel like I don't we were believe. too. We were too right about the Hawks. You know what I mean? We, we I don't too, believe, man. I don't, don't believe, believe that they're this bad. No, I believe that they're this bad. I don't believe that they're gonna bounce. Back. Okay, so here's the thing, dude. We've been saying how bad they were gonna be from the minute they made the, the Murray trade because of their bench. Yeah, you were on that. You were on that. You were on that real quick. It's looking exactly like that, but now I'm terrified. I feel like something's missing, right? Like, I feel like at some point it's going to change. Like, how right could we have been here? Like, now McMillan's going to get fired or they're going to trade Trey Young, which if I, if he doubt. gets fired, that's what I'm afraid. That's what I'm saying, dude. I, I feel like, I feel like we were too right. That is, that is what I'm afraid. Because <laughs> yeah. You know what? It's like two, it's like when they made that. It's like when, uh, what was it? When I forget who was it? When Silas got fired. And then McMillan comes in, and then they start surging, and you're like, "Oh, what's happening around here?" I feel like that's going to happen. It happens every single time. <laughs> that's what I'm nervous. Like, even about. with the Knicks, like we, even when we had Mike Miller, you're like, "Oh, the Knicks are starting to do better." What is this now? <laughs> yeah, we're all trying to hire him. 
Yeah. That's it's a fact. white. So I'm worried about that. I'm worried about being too right about the hogs that all of a sudden they end up flipping for because they fire McMillan. I'm worried about the, and then I'm, I'm in a bunch of the two. So I said, I said there's, what I said, I said there's five. So there's you four said, or five. So there's, the Knicks, obviously Pacers, Heat. And then I think, uh, we, we kind of scrubbed the Hawks, but dude, the Bulls and the Raptors, I'm going to put into one because I have no idea. You can even throw the Raptors, the Wizards in there. I have no idea what they're going to do at the deadline. I know they have pieces that they want to give up, right? Like Kuzma. Is, is Beal on the market? Like, I know that the Raptors want to give up. I don't think Beal's on the market. Beal's too expensive, man. Yeah. I mean, but at the same time, the Bulls have a bunch of people on the market that are too expensive that they, who knows if they're Not buying or selling. Not as expensive as Beal, though. Beal got like the max of the max. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, if you're getting the max of the max, as soon as you bring him on the team, that means he has to be that dude, and he's just not that dude. Wait, are you saying that if 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 you were presented with RJ for Beal, you don't think that that would that would he would be that dude on the Knicks? I think I don't think I don't think he puts us over in like championship contending. Really? No. Wow. I think he pushes. I think he pushes us to a conference, but I don't think he pushes that us over that yeah. edge. That's interesting. Cause that, at, that's a, that's a, that's a quote unquote superstar. You just said he's making the max of the max. He just signed it. He's, you know, he's a small forward. Interesting. Yeah. I just don't see, I, I, I mean, he's been on that team for so long and like at Maybe some point, wins. at some point, at some point, <laughs> yeah. if you're that guy, you have to be able to will. At least I could say that about Randall, right? Like yeah. I'm sure you had Derek Rose that also was a catalyst of that, that, that second unit, but. <laughs> At least I could, at least I could go Randall be like, all right, he at least kept us 500. Did, did, has Bill at least kept the Wizards 500? You know what I mean? Like, like that, that's how I look at it. So not, I'm not really the, I think the team that you really got to watch out for is Toronto. That's the team. Is it because we can't beat them or are you worried that they're going to start winning? I'm worried that they're going to start, I'm going to worry, I'm worried that they're more so start winning and then, and then someone starts, look, man, Scotty Barnes, like, I don't think this is going to be his year that he turns it around, but if he does turn it around, that that changes everything. And if you add a center to that team, because they don't have a center. Yeah, I mean, listen, they're they're a team that I would be scared to play in the playoffs because I'm not worried at about home, the Bulls, though. I don't worry. Not worried about the Bulls. No, and we also got the victory on the season. We were two and one. Yeah. Open, so we got okay. the tiebreaker. Okay, so that so that's what I'm pretty. So the Raptors, we we have some important games coming up. If you want to talk like that, you know, we got some. They're coming up here, and we oh, need that's to what I, that's what I'm saying. That's the team yeah. I'm worried about. Okay, so that was tied right one, now. Though. We got two more games with them. They're a team okay. that's they're they're always a difficult out against us, and if they add a center, that team's just different. And like you're asking, like. You know, when I talked to Will Liu, who covers the Raptors for, uh, for Sportsnet up in Canada, which is the, which is essentially their WFAN, like, he was talking about like Fred Van Vliet's having a down season. Scotty Barnes is having a down season. You got Siakam is doing well. You know, Gary Trent is now back and playing. And we saw how he, how well he played last game against us. If you really get Fred Van, and I know center. Christian Coloco is not a center, as what he said. He's like, please get this team a center. It's just different. So if you get a center for that team, and then you get obviously Fred Van Vliet turning it around with Scotty Barnes, I'm worried about that team. Actually worried about that team. All right. So I'm I'm gonna ease your worries a little bit where I think 
the Raptors actually, can I say, they might fall off here. So they, they, it's not only that uh, they have important games with the Knicks, but in general, the next 14 games, 10 of them are on the road. And they only have five wins on the road. They stink on the road. They're five and 13 or something. But you know who's good on the road? We are, baby. Let's go. Well, that's good because one of their home games is the Knicks and one of those road games. And we games deep beat the them Knicks. in their home building. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. So we have, we have, we have, uh, we have two games coming up against them that are, uh, in January. But the only difference is that we're bad at home. <laughs> Dude, it was tense in there. It was tense in the garden in the fourth, man. I, I, no one could believe what they were watching. People were leaving. What was your, what was your express? I, w- I need to know, man. What was your expression watching all of that? Because you said it yourself. You're like, this is too comfortable for us. You're a Knicks fan. We're used to cardiac Knicks. We're used to all of that nonsense. What was what was your facial expressions? What was your what was your heart in your throat? Were you sweating? Like, what was going on while you were watching everything unfold? Well, environment matters, right? So it was interesting. I got these kids screaming behind me. Uh, I got like two foreigners, uh, some girl and her mom next to me to the left, just trying to, but she seems like a Knicks fan, but they're just trying to enjoy some basketball. You know what I mean? And then I have the guy in the front who's like fighting with the kids behind me. Right. <laughs> so they're like screaming back and forth. Right. So every time someone like, cause he was screaming overpaid on Brunson and then Brunson dropped like 40 points. So every five minutes it was like over, Oh, he's still overpaid. Oh, he's still overpaid. And then, you know, so there was a lot of like going back and forth there. So I was just quiet. I was kind of just like watching. And every time I kept like talking to the guy in front of me, I was like, it's not over, man. It's not over, man. Like they're going to, we're going to blow this lead. I kept telling him, I was like, dude, we're going to blow this lead. He's like, no, we're not. This game's over. Cause the kid was joking around behind me, the Pacers fan. Like, they, you know, they bring it from like 25 to 21. Like, oh, the comeback is on. Right. And then it was like 21 to 16. And you know, like the comeback is on. And the guy in front of me is joking around like, oh, get out of here. Shut up. Go home. And I'm like whispering to him, like, dude. I'm like, just be careful because this, this, we can't, we're, we can't figure out anything with a double team and we're not hitting our shots. So like, I don't know what you want us to do. <laughs> like we're, it, we, it just, it's going downhill. Like I just see it. So I wasn't freaking out. Like if this wasn't Dallas game, Dallas game, I freaked out. Like I, that, I, I did not like that was crazy. Ever since then, I feel like I've been, uh, <laughs> I've been like embracing it. You know what I mean? I've been like brazing for the avalanche to come. So like, I know it's coming. And if it doesn't come, I'm relieved. Right. And it's like, you're a snowboarder. So you're used to, you're used to <laughs> yeah, dude, I'm like relieved, bro. I'm just like yesterday. I'm just like the whole time. I'm like, please, yo, please keep this lead. Like I, I knew that McConnell's not going to miss a free throw. I knew that we we're going to miss free throws. Like you just, you know, you just see it coming. Like you see the ball oh, rolling man. down the, down the, 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 the driveway. So that, that's how I felt about that game. But to be honest with you, I left kind of confident about these Nick, about these Knicks. However, I want to throw this up to you. What do you think that we need at the trade deadline? Like realistically, obviously we need Devin Booker, but besides Devin Booker, what else? <laughs> We're not do, doing that this yeah, what else do we need at the trade deadline? I, you know, more, man, the more I think about it, the more it makes sense, like a Chris Duarte, like type player. Like we get a three and D guy that can come off the bench and it's not like I'm asking for it. I'm not like, I, you know how I feel about Obi Toppin. We've had multiple conversations about his talent. What do we think he is? Whether on the show, off air, all this stuff. I'm just, at some point, you know how like 
Dude, he's shooting twenty seven percent. He's shooting twenty seven percent from three. Don't call me three guy. Go ahead, tell he, me that. He's, having, yeah. he's coming. He's he's dealt with a lot of injuries this season. Okay, okay. I th- it's more of a buy low type of situation than actually like you're getting what he's going to be. So I, okay. I, I, yeah, okay. you have to go in there knowing that you're buying way low on this. Okay, okay. that's not Obi. Obi's low. No, I don't think. <sighs> okay, I don't think. Okay, okay. I have to actually kind of think of like that because he hasn't played enough minutes. <laughs> I know, but I can't. I can't. I can't. But go ahead. Go ahead. Sorry to cut you off. Go ahead. Because well, as the fan, that's as the fans are watching him on a night today basis, we're like, okay, we know what he can do. I'm a little bit high. I think I'm a little, maybe I'm a little bit higher than you are. Um, on what I think Obi can be. Um, not saying the only person that's high is whoever puts in Hartenstein when you're staring at Sims on the bench. (laughs) That's the only person that's high, (laughs) but whatever. (laughs) Can we just trade that guy? (laughs) I don't even hate him. Like it's things, it's things I have to say this because I don't even dislike him. I know. It's just like, it's like he just doesn't fit. He just does not fit what we're doing here. Um, good grief, man. If I have to watch another, like, did you hear, did you, oh, you, you didn't hear the press conference, did you, about Hartenstein, did you? (laughs) After the game? No. Uh, Tib said he wanted rim protection. Come on. Come on, dude. You have, <laughs> no, 45 touches the top of the back. He's like, yo, he's giving, he's like, he's doing a good, he's like giving us good rebounding, grim protection. Dude, he didn't get one board. No, he literally got one, right? I, I don't even look at the stats. I just remember I one. if it was this one. He got two rebounds this game. Two. I forget if, there was I a couple it, that he missed and it pissed me off. I think it, I think it was yesterday that he said it. I, I don't know if it was this one or against, uh, Indy, but I think it was last night. And I'm like, are we really, are you really saying right now that Hardenstein's giving you good minutes? Let me ask you this. Did Wally say anything about Halburn? I didn't see that. Yeah. I didn't see that either. I didn't see that. Halburn um, pregame on did, the Wolves podcast said he doesn't want to talk to him. <laughs> <laughs> did you hear that? Yo, they really made this like a WWE promo with like, you go talk to Hallie? You, you know, you go talk well, to I mean, Wally. Wally, Wally was kind of out of pocket, but oh, he was out of pocket. There's no, yeah. there's no, discuss, there's no, there's no doubt about that, but yeah. it's like they then, ex- they then expanded this thing to like make it more than it was. And shout out to our guy. Um, oh my God. Uh, shout out to our guy, Perry. Perry was like, Hey, yo, like y- it's interesting how we we're going off on what Wally said about Halburn being like this wannabe all star. But yet no one wants to check the guy over on the Chicago broadcast for calling Randall uh, a spaz and stuff like that, which is yeah. like, like, where's that conversation? So shout yeah. out to Perry for pointing that out. Um, <laughs> That's, okay. That's okay. Randall gets it from everyone, including his fans. Oh, God. Uh, <laughs> it's true. No, man. Like, now we I all love not, Randall. I, I could not, I could not believe that Tibbs was like, yeah, we're getting good minutes out of Hartenstein. I was like, in what world are we watching? Uh, th- that's the thing. Are we just trying to trade? Is it, then I'm okay with it. Like if this I think is so. All... I think I, I hope it is, man. I really hope that it is because it can't. This this can't go on much longer. Yeah. So like, if we're talking Duarte, I'll give you Cam Reddish. If you're talking Devin Booker, then we're talking Obi, RJ, and picks. But the thing is that they. The thing is that the Indy needs the Suns suck. Indy yeah, but the needs... Suns suck. Okay, can we move on to the Suns because they suck? Why? Why not Booker? Not now. Ain't Why now. they suck? The Suns suck. It's over. Just rebuild. It's oh, dude. They are so bad. They're good. Look, you know it's new management. They're gonna wait until the end of the season. If that okay. happens, that's the end of the season that they do something like that. Okay, but okay. So we'll fast forward. All right, we're fast. We have forward. different philosophies we're, on we're that. Simming to the end say? of the season. We're two king sim because I because I think it's gonna happen now. You think you because I, I I'm watching them. I think they're so. But he's injured, so I don't know. And you think it's gonna happen at the end? But let me ask you, like, RJ and Obi. I don't want to. I don't want to get rid of Obi because I, I want to have him in the bag for a superstar like Devin Booker. You know what I'm trying to say? Like I, 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 
I, I don't want it to be like, okay, how about Duarte? Like, I think they'd laugh in my face if I, if I tried to add that to the package. You know what I mean? I feel you. <laughs> I, I'm not asking for this trade. I'm just I know, saying, I know, like, I know. I am, I am. Um, he's the only guy I'm eyeing. All, I'm, not, the I'm, not I'm not asking for the, I'm not asking. Him and Paul George are the only possible humans that could fit on this team right now. I don't know, like, someone like Malik Beasley is like somebody. I feel like a move like that is like what we're talking about here. Just like, we're stuck. Some bench. We're in purgatory. The Knicks are in such, we're such Jets Knicks fans, dude. People are texting me today, like, oh, let's trade it all for Derek Carr. Like, I'm, say, oh no, I'm not God. saying Obi. I'm not saying Obi. <laughs> I'm not saying Obi for Malik Beasley. I'm just saying getting somebody like a Malik Beasley. Like, if you could trade Cam nice. Fournier to do that. Yeah. That's, just, that's, that's what I'm trying to do. Um, I think we need shooters. For that. I think we, we need, need shooters. We that's need what, somebody- if we're going to go low key and be realistic about it, I, I think we need spot up shooters. I forget any, like, if, if we could, if we had, if we had Steve Novak on this team on offense, he would be cashing. Dude, we get double teamed every play. If he just stood there and just cashed threes, like three, like, I need a little more versatility than that. But yeah. I get what you're saying. <laughs> yeah. I, for me, it's all good. Like if that if that's all you can do, but do it well, just do it. But like if we we need some threes, man. Like I mean, we got Zv. Zv can knock down every time he <laughs> comes into the game. He knocks down a three. <laughs> like old, oh man. Like I just wish Fournier was better at threes. Like he would be perfect. He just he doesn't hit them. And so he's sporadic, man. He's, he's so slow. sporadic. Um. All right. What do you got? What do you got coming up here in these uh in these next few games with the Knicks? Who do we got here? We got. Pulling up the schedule right now. All right. So the next couple of games up until next Wednesday. On the road. On the road. Washington. On the road. Detroit. Home against Toronto. Our favorite. On, uh, uh, by the way, that's Martin Luther King uh, matinee. Yep. And then we got, uh, let's see. Then we well, got, let's check. Yeah. We got, then we got Washington next week again. And then we go to Atlanta on, yeah, then we got Atlanta on Friday, but going for, until Wednesday, it's, Washington, Detroit, Toronto, Washington. My so realistic, my realistic response. We should go four and zero. That's your realistic response. Okay, that's good. That's good to know. What's your unrealistic? <laughs> oh man, let me say. Let me rephrase that. In real, we should. We should okay. go four and zero. Realistically. Uh, we should probably, uh, we should probably think of three and one just cause of Toronto. Oh no, that's only what we need. <laughs> that's only what we need. I, look, I'm, t- I'm telling you, man, like it's a matinee though. How do you feel about, how do you feel about that? Nick's matinee. We've been picking it up. That makes a difference. I don't care what anybody says. It makes a difference. <sighs> <laughs> Can we please beat? The Nick Raptors Nurse. at home. Nick Nurse at home. Yes. We beat them in Toronto, which they're beast at. These talk yeah. on the road. We should win this game. I know. But the thing is, us at home. I know. I know. <laughs> Maybe you should go to that game and give us the good luck. I got tickets to the Wizards game. Maybe, you know, maybe I'll do a group game for Toronto, man. It's, it's coming up close. I didn't realize that we have an MLK game, honestly. We're back. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, please. Please let us go four and zero. That's what we really need. But I think, I think we're going to split Washington. Nah, I think we're going to beat the living daylights out of Washington. <laughs> okay, honestly, then four and zero it is, man. Then four and zero. I did. I'm going with you. There's no way. 
especially on Friday. Keep this in mind. K- has KP played back in the garden yet? I don't, I think he's ducked every single game. <laughs> no way. I think he's ducked every single game, bro. Playing back home, like he hasn't ducked a game against the, every single game against the Knicks, but I think he's ducked every single game playing in the garden. I'm gonna have to look that up somehow. I think they but, said that during this preseason because we had the, we had the preseason game against uh against the Wizards, and they're like, KP has not played back at MSG since he's been traded. I'm I'm gonna try to look that up since 2019. If he if he if he's can you check stat muse? Stat muse might be able to do that. Just go through game logs. Um. I'm gonna I'm gonna try to pull that up, see you know, like if Stat Muse can like figure that no, out. I think no, he played no, he played in 2019 uh with Dallas against yes. six. He did? Yeah. Was in that, at MSG? Oh no, that was in Dallas. That's oh no, yeah, I don't yeah, think at, he's at, at MSG, at MSG. November 14, 2019. So he did play back at MSG. Yeah, he went seven for seventeen. Okay. All right. One all for right. five from three. All right. So I stand I stand. Yeah. That scared me. That, yo, if that was the case, I would have, <laughs> I mean, I, I would have, that would have been a way different feel for that MSG game. Um, yo, yo, speaking of MSG, I had this thought yesterday and maybe I was getting a little ahead of myself because it gave me vibes. I was screaming six seed. It's our new four seed. Uh, we're thinking playoffs. There's a lot of, con- if you, if you go to Knicks games and you're listening, there's a lot of construction around the garden. It, mm. they have like, they have like pillared walls. Mm. I don't know how we're going to celebrate winning playoff games like we won the championship. But someone's going to get hurt or they better finish that construction within the next three months here because I I, I was literally thinking about that walking out. It's so crowded. We're such in a condensed space because of the the construction. I'm I'm actually a little bit, I'm a tiny bit worried about what happens if we make the playoffs and start winning. Like they might have to just start, you can't close the street. I mean, Seventh freaking Avenue. Like, I don't, I don't, I don't know. I do, I, I don't know. So that, that'll be interesting. Fun it'll be, it'll be interesting. But getting back to these matchups, I think the Knicks are going to beat. Yeah. I'm with you. Stuff. Or no, I'm down. Let's do let's it. Go. Yeah. Let's do it, man. Let, let's get this action. All right. <laughs> I think this is a good place to, to wrap it though. So thank you all for tuning in for the next episode of the Knicks, Jets, et cetera podcast. You all know what to do. Please make sure to subscribe. We're on all audio listening platforms. We're on Apple, Spotify, Google Play, Amazon, Alexa, Stitch, you name it. We are there. If you listen to us on Apple or Spotify, please make sure to give us that five-star rating. And if you listen to us on Apple, please make sure to leave a review or comment. You can also find us on the Daily Knicks or the Jet Press, which are websites sponsored or in the in the in the network of Fanside and Minute Media, I should say. We also got that YouTube page. Nick come, Nick's coming, Jets coming, ETC period. Find the page, subscribe, hit that notification bell. That way you know when a new episode drops. And when you watch a video, hit the like button, leave a comment, add to the conversation. We want to know your thoughts and opinions. What do you think the New York Knicks record is going to be after this? Do you think the Knicks will go 4 0, 3 1? Let us know your thoughts oh, and opinions. Are we getting that six seed? Are we going to get that six seed? What do you want to see this coach bro. do different? This heart can't, can't. Do can't do play in. What are your gripes <laughs> with Tom Thibodeau? Let us know. Let us know what your gripes are with Tom Thibodeau. Poke okay. Poke the bear. Yeah. No, I need to know. <laughs> All right. And while you're also over at the YouTube channel, we got another podcast, Winning Picks Weekly. John, video producer Greg, and our guy and co-host Jim Murphy. These guys go through every single sport possible. If you love sports betting and putting money down the line, these guys got you covered. Playoffs, baby. Playoffs. We got playoffs. So you know what that means. 
Tune in. Tap in. I know you guys are going to be putting some money down on this. These guys are locked in. I can see you, you can't see it right now, but I can already see John doing the math equations. He's just like, I can see the math equations going through his brain. Dude, right now, trying to figure it all out. I, I have something very upsetting to tell you, Alex. Is it I think Jacksonville? Jets? I think the Jacksonville Jaguars are going to win a playoff game. Trevor Lawrence going to win a playoff game. You know, <laughs> before we even make it, you know, say out loud, but it's going gonna, it's gonna to happen. That hurts. That hurts a lot. I know. I'm sorry. <laughs> I just have to think about. <laughs> I know. I know. I just I, have I to, think... I, this really makes me want to hit Adam Gase. <laughs> <laughs> I think that I think that Jacksonville is going to win. Adam Gase, wherever you are, I still don't like you. I think the world will get their Bengals Bills game, just like we all want. The NFL's playoffs going to be fun. Tom Brady's going to lose in the first round. Everyone's going to. Oh be my happy. god, that my, that may offset everything. Oh yeah, Tom Brady's going to lose to the Dallas Cowboys. It's going to be over. If that happens, and tra- I think that offsets, you know, it's like it's like when Hartenstein got Bowles into lose, it. Todd Bowles and Tom Brady lose. <laughs> Trevor Lawrence and Doug Peterson win. I, I I agree. There's some sort of balance there. You know, it's like it's like last night where you had Isaiah Hartenstein going at it with Isaiah Jackson for the double tech, <laughs> and they just offset. Why did Hartenstein get a tech for that? <laughs> I don't you know. I'm so, I'm so mad you brought that. Why did he get a tech for that? Ah, man. And by the way, Tibbs deserves a tech every play. I love it. I love him so much. He perfected uh, the Draymond Green. He did the Draymond Green. He just he yells at him every play. So you can't get, you're taking your team up every single play for every game. <laughs> He's not. So he just yells at him. Apparently, they respect him. Apparently, they respect him a lot that they don't. <laughs> if you're not checking the YouTube to see the facial, <laughs> the imitation of Tom Thibodeau, close to that, you definitely got to go check it out. These reactions are great. I love it. I love him so much. I can just do this all day. He's an angel. Angel wings. He just does that at the ref. He does what he does in his face. <laughs> He's a classic. Oh, man. And last and certainly not least, please make sure to follow us on all social media platforms. We're on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok. You name it. We are there. Thank you, everyone, for tuning in for another Knicks episode of the Knicks, Jets, Etc. podcast. We out. Let's go, Knicks. Succeed.